this will be my second year here. Oh, really? Are you uh, a sophomore? Or? No, I'm a transfer student. Oh, uh, from uh, Douglas Sixth Grade. So mm -hmm. you're uh, are you a junior or senior? senior? I should be doing May, but realistically, I probably shouldn't be so much. Mm -hmm. Probably a first or second semester. Oh, how did you get to be president of Mayo? <laughs> well, um, during the summer. Okay, well, my involvement started last semester, but it all goes back that my brother was also very much involved. He's in law school right now. Before I transferred, he encouraged me to transfer to school because he thought I really enjoyed it here much more. And uh, he gave me a lot of information about UT and what was going on with the University of Mario and what the details were doing on campus. And I just, when I came out, I just I didn't know most of it was going to say or anything. I just decided to go to see what it's about. Mm -hmm. And I just gradually got more involved as the time went by. And I got in here last night. But, and the second semester, spring semester, especially when they were having a lot of conversations, I just volunteered for whatever was needed. Mm -hmm. And during the summer, I was secretary. I stayed in summer school. And then last semester, I was vice president. And I just went up <laughs> and did the physical. Mm -hmm. um, I was just elected. I, I guess most people did, you know, vote for me. Probably just like less than after I got real involved, like for the government campaign on campus. And um, I just was one of the main people that helped on the war effort mm -hmm. and was the head of several committees last semester. And my roommate was president, so we, I helped her a lot through there. Okay. Um, are there? Do you know how many people in my? Uh, well. You can't really say you had a definite number. Mm -hmm. Like the first meeting we had, the semester was over 100. Mm -hmm. But it, it deviates. Like if you, um, let's say you have a wedding extremely political. I mean, Mayo was formed, you know, they are Mayo. Mm -hmm. It used to be South West or something. And then they had a roommate, more social. And then came to Mayo to make it more political. And because it's basically a political organization, and what you try to do is, when I first started, was to um, pressure the administration. So when it's extremely highly political, you're gonna get you're gonna get over three hundred forty people there. Um, it just depends. Usually, um, you'll have from fifty to hundred over hundred members at a meeting. Mm -hmm. You know, can be expected that when you get when it's extremely political and you have to pressure, I mean, you'll get you know you don't count them, you just treat them. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're you know being mm -hmm. pressured in the administration. So I think, but. Realistically, at a regular meeting, you may get between 70 and 100, or well, over 100 members mm -hmm. at a good meeting. Mm -hmm. And what are you all uh, pressuring for now? What, what are your okay. programs? Well, right now, we have a minority recruiting committee. Now, they're supposed to work with Rudy Yasser. You see, Rudy Yasser is the head of the Evans Affairs Office. He is supposed to represent this is for the Chicano and Black Campus. Mm -hmm. He is, you know, with our Chicano and them. And we're supposed to work with them to see what they have done in the past for minority recruitment and what has failed and what channels are still available and what we can work with to expand that. Mm -hmm. Always think in terms of, okay, we've got something, see, how, see what we can do to improve it or expand it or make it better, you know, not be satisfied, you know, anything that the administration says, what we're going to give you this. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as minority recruitment, see how we can expand it. You know, the Senate gate, whatever, kind of when it a $9,095 for minority recruitment, and that will be done through the Senate. 
So what we try to do is look at all the channels available in the university and see how we can maybe use them to improve what we want to do on campus, specifically like minority equipment. Mm -hmm. um, through the office, like really don't need to you know, explain what exactly minority, the ethnic affairs office does. And that committee is supposed to work with him and see, um, well, right now they have a proposal for $1.5 million. So what we're supposed to do is like work with him and see how we can expand it or make it better and give assistance. When they were writing the proposal, so a lot of the minor students, you know, would go to some of the sessions and would give their input. Mm -hmm. um, that, well, on campus, that is definitely one of my main concerns. Another thing that we have is a tutoring committee, and my students go to high school in the south, and they help uh, to the students. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't think it's as active this semester as it's been in the past. Mm -hmm. And we have a political study group, which is basically which we got, uh, got the There, what you're trying to do, uh, encourage, get people that are interested in politics know the basic fundamentals of a political party, like how they set it up, but what they do, everything about, you know, the precincts, the county, movement, all the details and technicalities of parties. That's what the parties have to do and we go through the different like uh meetings, congressional meetings in Georgetown for last minute. And what you try to do now is just educate the people that are interested in politics to know the fundamentals of political parties and all the little technicalities that are very dry and boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you can say, Maya, basically, I mean, we have, when people try to get into Maya, we, we explain to them we have all these committees. We also have an education committee, which is very important. Well, all of them, it's very important, definitely. Um, in the education committee, several people have worked in the past towards revamping the bilingual program. And they have written um, letters or research materials to the administration. This was done, you know, I think, in the past couple of years ago. I wasn't there. I'm not really quite that familiar with it. And what the com education committee is supposed to do right now is continue that work and see, research the problem, and you know, present whatever you want changed who are in charge in the education department, and that's what they're working on right now. What changes are they trying to? I think this is in the bilingual program, as far as um, what things they see should be included in the bilingual in the, in program. The, in the public schools in Austin, or is this no, solely in the education department? In the university, yes. Hmm. I'm not in education, and uh, that's really about what has been going on there right now. And a lot of people that work in, in it right now are in teacher core, San Antonio. I don't think there are very many education majors in them. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's about, you know, they're just in the education department here. As far as maybe their qualifications for education, maybe uh, you try to take uh, Spanish courses or no other things, especially if you're interested in bilingual education in it. Mm -hmm. um, Basically, you know, my as an organization on campus is try to um, educate all Chicanos, you know, as far as the problems as Chicanos in Texas mm -hmm. in general, that, you know, they get on education and political problems. Before you really try to get into a committee, I, you have to understand why they are there to begin with. Mm -hmm. 
And most students, you know, it takes gradual processes because a lot of students, you know, you know, especially when coming from out of Texas, rural towns, you, know, you don't, you're not uh, just politicized or you don't get that exposure. Mm -hmm. And a lot of students, when they come out, you know, this is really something new to them. As far as you have to get away from a lot of things to, you know, especially to look at your hometown objectively mm -hmm. and see what the problems are there and why they exist. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, most persons can be educated or you want to call it politicized into this problem by my by getting into uh, ethnic Chicano courses on campus, mm -hmm. which give you a historical and educational and cultural aspect of the Chicano in Texas. Mm -hmm. And most people, I find that gradually become, you know, really, just really get gradually more and more um, into it, you know. And um, getting to the community, I think that in because it's very important that a lot of people, you know, it's hard. Why don't you use it? Well, why don't you have a lot of people at my meeting? Because it's a very political organization, and a lot of people that do come here come in a place where a lot of what's going on isn't really in a, you know, it's feared because, you know, Mario is supposed to be labeled as militant. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> they want more, you know, to get records on that or keep, keep them up, you know. Mm -hmm. um, when they had an art picnic exhibition, the Coke's committee had a booth, you know, this whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think through that Coke's committee, we're supposed to get Chicano-oriented things on campus, mm -hmm. you know, like the music, or the, um, especially like the, the bands, our arts. Uh, we've helped them, you know, we've worked with them, you know. but um, we don't. The culture committee is very, really autonomous from us. That, like they report to us too, mm -hmm. because like most people that are in the culture committee aren't in my opinion. Though I know, I don't know what the union just did not want. But you erase that. My to be connected with the culture committee. I thought they thought we were going to control it, but they do. But in a, you know, nobody really says it, but we do. Mm -hmm. um, and that basically that's what the culture committee is. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, about the administration. Mm -hmm. I think that maybe right now my isn't as politically active as far as the campus really personally because right now okay, you've had some of the struggles. Now what you have to work is getting the details and what you have, you know, expanding what you have on campus that you've gone through administration. Mm -hmm. Um, but we still have well, I think we have a lot of work to do as far as that. But uh, how uh, how administration would look at my I think it looks at, I think it looks at it, it can be very influential and very powerful because what it goes with giving my a lot of power on campus is that it's had a lot of connections with the ethos and community leaders too. Mm -hmm. It's not like students that sit in there and you've always had the backing from the ethos and community mm -hmm. as far as when you're gonna get action. Mm -hmm. You know, they have been with you to help you. Mm -hmm. Um it's an and the past we've also had a broader committee and Alfredo Estrada, who's head of the Chicano Cultural Center in his office, uh, definitely wants to work with us because they What's his name, Alfredo Estrada? Okay. You know, he has definitely tried to always talk to him to all kinds of, they're also new or something, and they want to work with us, you know. So I think this would be great because they will give us a pressure in the community, you know, get academia. Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. I don't feel like reacting any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also tried as best as we can to keep like to doing to also keep as active or get exposure in the community to get into a community too, mm-hmm. because that's what basically one of the you know get into communities and see how we can work it around. Like we've had massive voter registration drives in the past. Um, that's one thing. I think that's one of the uh, ways to why my enforcement campus has had more interest because it's not just students. You know, you have the community behind you to help like any pressure. You know. uh, basically, I think the administration would look at my is that it can be very influential because uh, of the problems it's been dealing with. You get the media right there behind you that they're being racist. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, if they really are, they don't like to be labeled that, especially in public. Mm-hmm. or like newspapers. But, you know, they'll meet with you, but um, the reasons, you know, why is it? Well, everybody else turns everything down, so you, you know, you have a reason at the end. And um, as far as, like, minority recruitment, that's been real slow here. I mean, first it started that you couldn't vote for or against something, you know, but you just have to see sufficiently to probably do something else. Basically, that's what it is, you know. Um, I think they know that we can give them a lot of help. You know. Just look at the community now that you, and anytime they say something we don't like, we'll put it, you know, we'll have a press conference. Like last year, I think they had a, every time, you know, the weekend for president, we had a press conference. We had a lot, a lot of the law students and the black representative and the updates of my president. And just you know, expose what they're doing now. Has she graduated? Or no, uh, she was in Chicago during the summer. She was working in a community um, program or something like that. And she was back now. Mm-hmm. She was gone all the fall semester. She's in school semester. Mm-hmm. She's taking over mm-hmm. easier than last semester. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hectic because oh. And an organization like mine, it's very important that you're, you're always aware that you have to be meeting people. You know, try to, you have to get around the campus and see where you can always, always meet new designers and just talk to them. You, know, you have to take that time to meet people, especially the new people, because if they're interested, that they know that you exist. Because a lot of people say, well, I never emailed them on the campus organization. Mm-hmm. And you have to always, well, I saw myself, I don't know about people, but always, you know, be out and take time to, you know, survey people and think, and just take time out and meet new people and get to know them, encourage them to come to my meetings and give them a little about what you're about. Mm-hmm. Also, um, you always have to be in contact with other folks anymore. You really have to force what they're doing, you know, besides the And uh, with Rudy Gaza and with Wing Convenient and this semester we, we voted not to endorse or support as an organization any school uh, elections, any senators and all that. And from the Why is that? Okay, last year, last semester, no, last spring semester, they started with a tri-ethnic coalition. And they ran on a tri-ethnic coalition so that we could, so those people could represent some of our demands. Now, when, okay, when it's election time, everybody's gonna write beautiful words. And we found that a lot of the senators that were, got elected under our issue, you know, were not very receptive. And some of them were not Chicano, they were white or 
maybe black, but I don't think that many black got elected. And just gonna say a lot of people are very unhappy because they spent a lot of time and a lot of work to get candidates elected. So what we do that is channel our activities and what we feel are our priorities, like you know, the letter boycott. Um, and when I do recruitment, the education community, things that are important to our to us, and not just us on campus, but the, you know, to us, the community, the whole, really the state, of, you know, where our people are involved, you know, this is important for us, you know. And we don't want to waste our time with people that really don't give a damn, really. But they're just politicians, you know, they're just trying to get what they want, you know, for that time, you know. We don't have the time to waste with them. So, as in, you know, some guys are okay, you know. Hmm in a good work for them, but you're not going to go out of your way to endorse them. Mm -hmm. yeah, I really don't. I, I don't think, well, for me, I don't have the time, and I don't, I don't need that right now, because I've got too much, especially like, you know, people in my young age, got too much work to do to really go out the plan and go on campaigns for people that, you know, don't, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> school politics, some of you get really frustrated with it, because um, you're not really that effective. Uh, a lot of, you know, those of you that run, you know, think a lot of work, but it's hard. Maybe, too, it's hard to, to get anything. And by the time you do it, it's taking you about three years to do something. Because, uh, you know, student government is basically controlled by, you know, the Board of Regents Administration. And they can only do certain things, too. So mm -hmm. we feel that we have other priorities that are much more important to us. What are you majoring in? Sociology. And what will you do? Do you have any idea? No, well, I have a lot of alternatives. Uh, <laughs> that's the bad thing. But, uh, I might take off, just take off for a year from school, and either get into graduate school in social work, or graduate work, you know, something, or law school somewhere in the United States, anywhere <laughs> I'll be accepted. That's what I think. But that's more or less. You know, or I like to just take off a year and maybe do nothing. As far as school or work, well, yes, work, definitely get any jobs just for a while, you know, just to get away from school for a year and earn a living home. Are you from a big family or small or what? I'm from a big family. What do, what do your parents think about you? Well, my parents, they really want me to get involved. As long as it wants it. Well, I, I don't care that you get involved and, you know, really get into my My father was a coordinator of us in my hometown. So they don't mind that you really push out and, you know, get involved. So, you know, I think they want you not to sit back and mm -hmm. take a lot of it. Uh, my father's not like that, so he doesn't want us to be that way either. Um, I think they want us to be aggressive and do something, you know, move it, you know. But at the same time, they want you to continue your studies. Don't, don't flex, you know. Don't let uh, everything else dominate your studies or, you know, your studies suffer because of all this. You know, that's the only thing they're really afraid of. Mm -hmm. uh, most everybody in my family, well, I, in my family, there are four guys. I'm the only girl in the middle. And my oldest brothers have also been really involved. Uh, my oldest brother, which is the one that really, most people are influenced by outside, was the one that, you know, was telling anybody to me, you know, if you encourage me to come here because you feel like, get a more, quote, liberal education, I, I get more exposure, I get business out here. Yes, and he really, uh, he wouldn't like it here because he went to the same school I did and he transferred. And right now, uh, he's in law school and he's, he'll be through in December and he's been involved with a lot of law students 
And when he was here, he was also an activist. Mm -hmm. We also have a newspaper to play in everything. He was the Despertador, and that is our newspaper. In is oh, it printed on campus or where? On campus. I wish I had a copy. a letter that we sent back when we first, um, this semester when we first started. Can you mention? Oh, yes, we have a, these are the, mm -hmm. we have a fundraising project because we're in need of money, mm -hmm. to say the least. Mm -hmm. You know, there is. Do members pay dues? No, no, yes, no. I don't know what it is. <laughs> How much, uh, or how many uh, Mexican American students do you think are on campus? There are uh, about a thousand or something. That's a pretty good number. Uh, we have a attorney from from Hong who lives with us, and she's a student at UT. She told me there's uh, 400 students, you know, of Asian descent, Chinese or whatever. They are, and they are really—they're not so. I mean, they're not a political, politically organized group, but they are really very active. And they really—they uh, really stick together, which I guess is just kind of a characteristic of being Chinese. Yeah. Well, the trouble with you know, is that you can so really acculturate and assimilate. Sometimes you don't want to do what you want to channel because that might give you, give you back. Um, you always been conditioned that to be Chicano is bad, very negative. Mm -hmm. You know, all your life you've been conditioned yeah. that. You know, when you start school, everything in your culture is supposed to be negative, wrong, I mean, you know, bad, you know, mm -hmm. it's very simple attitude to you, but you've been conditioned to, to feel that, to be ashamed of what you are, really, you know. And if you can tell for what, you know, Anglo, a lot of people do, you know, it's easier, you know. Mm -hmm. You don't have to take a stand for many things when you, you know, because a lot of Chicanos physically will look like Anglos, you know, you can't tell, so, some people you really can't tell them apart, you know. But, you know, you become so similar and acculturated that you don't want, it's, you deny what you basically are, but a lot of it is because you're being acculturated and it's easier to act like an Anglo, because, you know, it's a majority. It's just easier, you know, but then. Well, but, but evidently, you feel that 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 your culture is and your language is something to be preserved and I mean, not assimilated into our culture. I was no. just talking the other day to Paul Tobias. Do you know him? He has a pharmacy firm himself. He's very active. Oh yes. And um, he was saying that we were talking about the bilingual program. He said that he felt that that Spanish was really gone. I mean, that, <coughs> that you know, the bilingual program might go on for a while, but that it really would never be 
accepted and go on. He, he feels that, that Spanish is just, you know, going to be... Well, it depends on what part of Texas you're talking from. You know, I can understand that he's from Austin. And, but south west of San Antonio, south of San Antonio, even in San Antonio, I think it's especially if you're going to have like a pre-kindergarten school. Like I've been south of San Antonio to the valley, you know, all that area south mm-hmm. to the valley. I just don't see how you can better that. You know, I no, think that you've got to get exposure into Texas and all of just you know New Mexico, California, Colorado, Arizona. If you can get exposure to people, you're gonna know that you know a lot of people. Well, I'm not sure. um, I, I just don't see how it's gonna work that way. You know, because mm-hmm. right now the orientation of the people is not so bad. You know, I said, listen, you know, this is how we're gonna do it. You know, and I don't think people are gonna really want to. You know, it's a lot. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, okay, for example, I'm going to graduate. If I went back to community, now I'm going to push for the the school board, you know, and I'm going to make sure, and I'll give them a little help, you know, so they can do what, they, what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people, well, a lot of people, I don't think they're going to be willing to sit down and just, you know, let, you know, let just everything go by, you know, nobody in the program or anything. Mm-hmm. <coughs> We have to realize the importance of that, you know, because, like, I can't really recall when I was in school because I went to a kindergarten and my teacher was in Piedras Negras, Coahuila, which is in Mexico, and she went to parochial school for three years. But if you can understand that it, a bilingual program would just really be well for a little child, I think. Oh, I just think it'd be great. Uh, you know, and I think that even in Anglo to learn Spanish can be mm-hmm. not such an advantage. But I always thought that I have this very negative view, you know, to the United States sometimes because they aren't international or at all. They're very regional. And I thought to well, they thought to me very um provincial. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like I live on the border, you know. Now South Southwest San Antonio, from Mexico down, you speak Spanish. South America, you know. My God, and people, you know, you know, they speak Spanish in the room, you know, that's, you're not supposed to speak, speak Spanish because Spanish words. They're so weak. Well, there are a lot of things, you know. And, um, I think, you know, these people are dumb. You know, they're so uneducated, they're un everything. You know, mm-hmm. because they look at everything very narrow minded. Mm-hmm. And um, even in music, like you go to theaters, you go to clubs, you go to, you have very different, lively atmosphere, you know, very Latin, well, I'm very Latin there. And it seems like, you know, they kind of appreciate it because they're very narrow-minded and they can't really get into anything because they're always cut up with, you know, not this and not that and all Mm -hmm. those things that you don't live, you know, you just, well, I don't know what you do because Uh, I know what you mean, we live in South America and in fact, I'm, I'm sending my children to a private school just because they can get Spanish. You know, I mean, really from the very first. In the public schools, they wouldn't. They don't get it until like the seventh grade. I mean, they can either go early or stay late and get Spanish, but, you know, as part of the program, they don't get it until about the seventh grade. But in private schools, they do. I know, it's such a disadvantage. I mean, we have to educate ourselves so much because it's, I think we can't look at each other like that. I think it means so much in the world, too. I mean, I'm very Chicano-oriented right now, and also because of necessity, but you have to expand yourself, mm-hmm. uh, express your interest, express, you know, 
my god you know i still want to cross up my career but i mean i know they have different dialects but at least you know you're going to be able to communicate mm -hmm. all right in spain i mean but well i don't know it's basic or american for some things but well i've only lived in texas most of my life and that's <laughs> sometimes i wonder why mm -hmm. but, uh, well you know i wouldn't agree with you know about that well i think you know i'm sure he feels that you know he hopes that that won't be true, that, that he just trying to see if you know, it's, it's a, in a way, it's scary. You, you have to educate people. You have to put them on the line to listen, what do you think? Because you have to have people to realize what has happened to them, see why they think the way they do, and see why they have to reverse their thinking. Of course, the cultural or heritage, mm -hmm. there's so much as a Chicano has. The heritage here is amazing, you know, everything back when they're sick. I mean, with so much culture, heritage, there's so much to learn about your own self, and then to deny it, I mean, mm -hmm. it's like you're living without a self. Mm -hmm. I, know. It's but I think that, you know, that's part of your conditioning, you know, everything is historical, you know, like the language that was here, you know, they, the world we have everything in English, and, you know, the land is taken away from them, and they've been conditioned like this maybe through the years, but, you know, I, I think it was more like they were forced to be conditioned, maybe. Because I mean, they have somebody killing you all the time. I guess you kind of don't want to shout too loud. I guess it's like the you know, everybody knows about the Texas language, especially in the southwest, in the valley. You know. It's very common to kill somebody. Well, it's Mexican. Yeah. So I, I, you know, a lot of people, you know, maybe they, you know, like especially a lot of families as well, who want to learn. We don't want you to speak Spanish. We want you to learn how to speak English correctly. But so that maybe people, you know, they feel they're not gonna tell you, but you know, so that you know, people won't look at you and say, "Oh, there's an accent." A good friend of ours, and I was in the CYO for four years. It's the Catholic Youth Organization. All of them also lived in high school, and uh, the priest in our church was the head of it. So we, I think we got along pretty well, but um. Now I just don't have any interest in going to church. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. Um, I just don't go anymore. Maybe it's, it's not. I just don't take out the time when I don't think about it, and I just don't value it as I did. Maybe a lot of things was community. It was very normal for my mother and I to go to church. My brothers and my father never went to church. My father was always been very critical. He's out of town a lot, so that's family too. But now it's so hard not to be critical of the church, especially the Catholic Church. You see what I, I think the way see that you know it has conditioned people to you know be just a little more passive than what they could have been, you know, because of the church, you know. But their ideas was that how you should live was suffering. Take it. Well, I got into a friendly discussion with a priest about that, so I think definitely the church has acted to. Um, maybe the past five a little, um, but at the same time, right now you can. I know people are trying to educate the church and priests, especially the future kind of priests that are. Some of them are really great about helping them. They know what's going on, mm -hmm. and they make a lot of allowances for you, which is great because that's what you need. You don't. You can't afford to have so many real structures for the church, especially the Chicano priests. And uh, we do expect, uh, like a Chicano priest, especially a priest, to get involved with us and to know what's going on and how to help us. Mm -hmm. 
I know it like Londres is here, it's just fantastic. Really here on campus or where? No, he's in Boston and I believe and he is just he's really beautiful painting. It's he's helped us tremendously in big distance and work and he's really helped us. He's a very good man. Do you think do most of the Chicanos on campus go to um what is that church, St. Austin's? The one that's right across from Dobie? I don't think they go to church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of them do. Mm -hmm. I know some of the I've heard, you know, they, they do go. Maybe I'll go and just do see uh, what it's like. Uh, some of it, especially Chicano. Some Chicanos, they, they do go. I've heard them go, say that they go there. Mm -hmm. Do you think, uh, do uh, most of them live in apartments or dorms, or is it just, you know, mixed? Or <coughs> I think most of them live in apartments. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. I have very few that live in dorms. There's some that have come in. Most of the people I know, I think, live in apartments, majority, or in a house. Mm -hmm. Ideally, what most of them try to do is get a house and get a lot of people, <laughs> get, you know, four or five people to live in Let probably four or three or four people to live in a house. Um, so, in a way, they're sort of uh, sticking together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, I, do you think that the the typical uh, Chicano would? I mean, she would she would hesitate just to go into a dorm in a big dorm because she would know that that she might meet with with some racism. Well, or what? I'll tell you from my own experience. I didn't go to school here, but looking at dorm, it's it's a very. Uh, I, I think I went through a crisis. You know. Mental crisis. When I came out, I lived in a border town. When you live in a border town, the whole thing, you know, the community was 90% Chicano. Um, so you never felt like your culture, what you, what you are, is negative or bad. Like, well, I didn't go to school here, but I went to middle school. And I was in a dorm, but I could feel it. I mean, it's like you can smell it. I mean, it's not very direct discrimination, but you know, that people feel that there's a difference. And you can't really pin, I mean, you can say, well, look, you know, but you can, it's almost like, I don't know, I just felt it, you know, it was in the air. Did you have an Anglo roommate? No, no. my roommate was from the past, too. And um, that's probably one of the reasons that I transferred to him. I think it's a good place to be. Like, they're also organized. I mean, it's a perfect ground to fight as far as everything is concerned, and as far as the school, too. But, um, I mean, that's how I felt, you know. And when I first came out, especially to Central Texas, I had never been in Central Texas. So I really get that feeling that, you know, to be Mexican, well, that way, I mean, the way I felt, you know, was negative or bad or some, something that, you know, just, just, you know, you're something not worth anything or something like that. I mean, it, there's something wrong with you just because of what you are. Mm -hmm. And I had never, it had never really hit me to like left the border. You know, my orientation was border and stuff. You know. And I really felt like a foreigner coming into a different land. I mean, believe it or not, that's exactly that, you know how I, I felt. And uh, well, I totally hated the dorm the first month. I had to get well for once. I was very close to home. It was the first time I've ever been away. And I think I was all I was just. Uh, it took me a while actually to get used to it. Uh, hated the food. 
I hated the rules. It was insane rules. I mean, I had more rules than my parents did. You know, I just couldn't believe it. You know, to sign in, you had to sign out. Can you leave the room? You had to sign. I mean, just a tremendous amount of rules that I wasn't used to. You know, a list of rules. I just, you know, it. You know, I just wasn't used to it, and I didn't like the school. It was terribly fattening and anything else. Uh, Timothy was really gross. That's what I recall about the ones. Um, you know, here, <coughs> I would prefer, like, if I, in most rooms, like, if you come and visit, or you through, if I was going to come, I would like to come in the summer, or go through the academic affairs office, and ask them questions about the dorms, and see where you might feel more comfortable as far as the dorm, like, where, you know, that you would prefer to be to, where you come. Um, I think that would be probably the best way to do it. I know, like, there's several, you know, sit down and some of the people that are married do live in dorms and they live probably, you request a roommate that preferably sit down. I think that's the best thing to do. And the schools in Eagle Pass, you went to a parochial school, but were the public schools, were they all taught in English to all the, you know, 90% oh, yeah. Mexican population? Oh, definitely. I mean, you were punished because you spoke Spanish. They're still getting rid of some of the antique principals and teachers that we find that really, I mean, have no business in education, especially if you're Chicano. You know, I wonder how can you even still teach? You know, how, how can they let it? Why not have petition my collateral one of the principals have a contract for next year? And I think they're not going to get them. It's just about time. You, know, but, uh, you just have to expose, the, you know, with people in the edu teachers or principals or administration in the education especially in the education field that oh we put the teacher I don't think they have any business in there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that should be their purpose. But um, I like I know that, you know, to be well, I was in the I spent most of my time in public schools. I I went to parochial but then I was transferred to public school. But um, I think these people need exposure. You just I mean, I that's just the way I feel like they shouldn't even be in there to begin with. You know, you should do everything to get them out of there. They're not going to change after a certain age. I mean, you know, they're and they're just being antiques of really a lot of things. But uh, like, you know, you couldn't speak Spanish. And I know, like, they had like different track systems. When I first, when I went to change from parochial school to a cat from a public school, I was put it in the section. And do you know? I still couldn't get, you know, when you teach schools, but how you feel like you still have to adjust, you know, especially, I was in the third grade. The only thing advantage about that school is the two blocks from my house. The principal was my teacher. I, I just know that he didn't take that much interest in the teachers. I think for one period, we'd go watch the sinks. Mm. I when I was in the third grade, I thought that was, I mean, I didn't see, I mean, I just, I just found, I mean, for, to me, I thought, well, I thought, hey, maybe it's a way to get out of class. Boring class, you know, I'll do anything to get out of this dumb class. And I was kind of bored in that class. And I was, in that class, I was kind of outspoken people. And I was just, I remember, I'm part of the world flow, you know. And I think that, like, when you're that little, I don't think you can really, you know, like, you know, why this is going on. I mean, you just say, well, this is where I was put, you know, I guess it's okay, you know, just, you know see how I can get out of it. That's probably what I did, you know, just to get out of the class, but uh, it's amazing to keep doing this. Um, 
we always used to sit back and, um, or my brothers and I would always talk about, this is one of our rap sessions, to talk about our high school teachers, you know, especially when we had the same names. Some of the people we had, it's amazing, of course, they're so interested in you, you know, telling you how to sit, how to speak, uh, how you should cross your legs in the classroom. And by the time you want to learn something, it's already, you know, five to the bell. That, you know, but especially that, you know, or they used to spank you. I, I, they never hit me because, thank God, you know, they didn't. But I know that, you know, they never thought of anything of spanking you. Like, uh, some of them were really asinine. I thought somebody did something wrong that made them sit on the wall. You know, you can't, you know, that's not how to do it. You know, I mean, it's, it's amazing what they did, but, you know, I can see so you see it, you don't see it, you know, unless somebody really, listen, you know, you don't have to do that, you know. Or a lot of principals, you know, when you're out, you know, have hitting you with a paddle. I know another teacher was removed last week. Not now, they're removing a lot of teachers that you know get carried away. Mm-hmm. He hit a boy against the lockers. Mm-hmm. You might think I'm giving you an exaggerated viewpoint over here, but you know, really, I mean, there's a lot of things that don't get exposure. A lot of people, you know, they're afraid. You know, and sometimes the mothers or fathers can't speak, can't speak English, so. They're not going to want to go to, you know, especially administrative unit, person that, you know, they can't probably not communicate with and tell them, what did you do this, you know? Mm-hmm. But this person, he was <coughs> asked, they're still not, he didn't get accomplished. The thing is, you, you learn about this, you want to hear it, you feel impression of it, you know, what the hell do you think you're doing, you know, who do you think you are, you know, just, you know, I don't think you should have any mercy with them. Here, kick them out. It's, you can, you know, these people have, you know, have no business in education, especially. I just can't see them in education at all, you know. So, tell me some more about this newspaper. Oh, okay. Uh, that newspaper is published uh, once a month, and we try to get in there just a little of everything. Uh, what's going to happen? Oh, this is one of our last years. So this will be our first time to Yeah, I, I picked the first one. It was at our dead, my roommate's dead. Uh, that's more or less the type of newspaper we kind of. I think I, I, yeah, I think I sell the ones that I have here. What do you sell them for? How much? Uh, fifteen cents. That's hardly enough to print it, is it? Well, we've had ads. Um, yeah. I don't know, but um, we try people to donate the fifteen cents or maybe ten cents more if they want to, but. Oh. Through them, well, that's why we need funds in my period. You know, we do not like it's hard for the father to print on itself. You know, um, so my okay, my every we try to look at every committee that we have a time for my, but at the same time we have to print some financially. Like that is for father, you know, my needs to help for my financially. You know, we talk about my organization is the committee, and. Um, like this time they picked up about forty, forty five, fifty dollars in ads. And um they're in the red about ten dollars. How, how many do you print every month? Uh well we're gonna have to print less next semester next in March because she printed five hundred theater care. Theater side. And it was hard to get, you know, to sell it, you know. You have to get people to distribute them and sell them and push it, you know. So usually any newspaper, you know, get in it off, just, you know, sell and get in, you know, 
if you've ever worked in a newspaper, you're in a high school newspaper, you know, and you always have your special background. But um, financially, you know, since we're in a newspaper, you know, it's hard to come out even sometimes. So, what am I supposed to help him financially? I mean, really, we can't say it's not part of mine. You know, we help them financially. Mm -hmm. They're actually paying, but um, we're going to have to pick up in fundraising. We've been kind of slow in fundraising, even last semester, but everything last semester was channeled into, you know, last minute, last last minute campaigns, you know, campus. Mm -hmm. We had to law school, Gister, and Frank Molly. Every time we came, especially on campus, we were in charge of setting it up, mm -hmm. taking care of the campus team. So last semester, strictly, election account, you know, up to November, you know, everything was just campaign by the president. Um, what, are you just president for one term and then somebody else will be elected, or is it two terms or whatever the um, for that office is? Okay. Since last year, most people have been in there just for one semester. Uh, well, Beatriz was going to continue. Mm -hmm. I just get up a while ago. I mm -hmm. left my desk over. Beatriz um, would have been continued, I think, but uh, she left, so we got up. We got somebody else in the center. So you just kind of, I mean, the president can be reelected. I mean, there are really no rules about no. how many terms you serve or whatever. Um, Like for for me for example, okay, they selected one person for one sem one term which my last semester, which is you know, and I think they might try to make it a policy. I'm not sure. I have a feeling that every semester you might have a different person, uh, because Myers a lot to be chairman Myers is a lot of work because you have a lot of committees. Not only do you have to make sure these committees function, get the thing done, to push him, to hassle him. No, what are you doing? What are you, you know, and also. Keeping contact with other people that are always, you know, asking about Mayo, the campus people that are asking about Mayo, the communities asking Mayo. You should have to function as, you know, on that level, and also work with the committees, you know, and the committees because some of all they do is talk. So it can bog you down, you know, because you know, you know, it's something you have to be very consistent about the work you're doing. So you might get bogged down, you know. So I feel like, well, it's somebody else, you know. Every semester, some new person can take it on. One person shouldn't have to have it all, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, that's the way I foresee it right now. Uh, excuse me. I'm not, I probably won't be here. And if I am here, what I would like to do, of course, what we have done, or get some records, of course, what procedures to do, but like on campus, with my mother, blah, blah, so that people that are coming in will have something to look back and say, mm -hmm. This how much it spend this and this and this and this. So if I stay my own work, but I think other people are just as qualified to take on this, you know, chairmanship and it shouldn't be that one person has some unique ability or their, you know, God given talent for for doing work. Because mm -hmm. I think people need the experience and that's what we're here for, to get experience so that you you know, especially if you go back to a community. then some experience that you gain here as far as, you know, political and working with um, the community and um, committees in Maya, that you get some idea of what you're aiming for. Um, do you all have any kind of an office on campus, you know? Do you? Well, we had an office at the beginning, but they, I don't know whether they passed it or something, that no political organization can ha have an office in the union. So our office is the Catholic Student Center. 
Which we are still that nice of them to isn't that run by the church? No. Oh yes. It was nice of them to let you do that. Oh yeah. I mean well, we are you know, we have a meeting at the Catholic Student Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have our office on the basement. So Well that I mean that's really kind of oh, yeah. they're giving you their support. The oh, church that yes. Is. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> we got nothing in the church. But yes, um well, you know, a lot of organizations meet there's Bible class and there. Yeah. And uh They've always been meeting there, you know, at the Catholic Center. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an unusual church for them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's true, though. It's, it's true, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let me see. I can't think of anything else to ask you. I, I need to go to the co-op, and I hear they've got um, a section on Chicano books. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't been in a long time. Have you read this? I read some parts of it. Mm-hmm. This, uh, we've been having the letters boycott on campus. It was pretty good last, it's been going pretty strong. Um, we're in union board persons at Washington. We need a pretty good art and editorial against it. I don't even like being, this is another thing you might be interested in. Interrupting myself, but there's some people that are interested in the radio broadcasting. And they have five minutes of Chicano, five minutes of Latin American news. And Andy Moreno, who works at the LBJ Public School, he's been working with it. Uh, he might. Is he interested about knowing about that? I don't know exactly um, why. Are you just interested in gathering information about what people yeah, are doing? Yeah, uh-huh. the whole Chicano movement here. So I'm, I'm just interviewing lots of people. I'm supposed to um, talk to. Richard Moyer tomorrow, and I just talked, I talked to Jose Limon and Norma Guerra, and um, who else, I can't remember, but there, I mean, you know, I'm not through, there are others. Well, what has been your impression as far as the interviews, and, you know, what do you see as far as people are doing? Well, it's just really been a revelation to me, I mean, it's, it's just been the most fun thing I've ever done, it's part of my junior league work, and, uh, I'm just I'm a volunteer at the library and the Austin Travis County collection is part of the library downtown. They also have a third chicken in high school, I think. Mm. Well, is she, I mean, is she just a, a woman in the community or is she a student? She's a student. Oh. Yeah. You might like to talk to Lorenzo Torosisa, one of the coordinators of our community. What does he do? I mean, does he have a job? Or he, works all he, he, he works at the post office. He what? He works at the post office. I'm sure he'll be elated to know what I do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go talk at a school uh, lecture. Uh. But, um, um, maybe they can give us an idea of what, you know, the community, you know, 
हर एक चीज़ है जो है तो मैं जा तो नहीं है स्टैंड पॉइंट सिर्फ इस तरह का पार्टी well I think it's great I mean you know this stuff definitely needs to be done and it's just it's sad but it's it's great that you know things are improving a little yes you know the way I looked at the whole situation is that uh, you have to look at it now and maybe 100 years from now because no one should be egotistical enough to assume that you're going to do a lot of stuff in your life that really mean I think that it's important that it's like you're building something and you whatever you do you know you have a part and you have to lay that firm ground good so that other people can do something else mm-hmm. for it. so we see everything as a continuation mm-hmm. uh, process and if you have a job to do it do it as well as you can so that whatever has to be done may not be done by you but by somebody else uh, they have you know that part well done so they can do their job and not fall in the place um, Sometimes I get very, it's a very pessimistic attitude to have sometimes about the whole thing, but it's been hard, it's very hard, and a lot of people have suffered a lot mm-hmm. to do what the little they've done, mm-hmm. to get what we've done, had right now, and mm-hmm. um, I don't see how much really of what you want to see happen in your lifetime, and I really don't expect a lot that I want to see done in my lifetime, but uh, some of that stuff will get done, yes. I think it's going to, it's been, ta- it's taken a lot of work, and mm-hmm. Up to, to what I've seen, a lot of people have suffered a lot because of it, but I've seen a lot of people do it worth it. Mm-hmm. And what has kept me continuing is that I know that a lot of people are willing to dedicate their whole lives to it. You know, they've taken a stand and then they're going to back it. And that's what you need. You need people that you know, get out there and they're going to fight it and then they're going to back off. You know, it's like you're at war, you know, in a way. I mean, you, you take a stand and you're going to fall back. You know, you know what you're aiming for. And you're going to be extremely disappointed, and I think you should expect it, you know, and you're going to be very disappointed sometimes, very, a lot of good attitudes, you know, when you're down, but I think there should be nothing, you have a firm purpose, and I don't think nothing should ever put you down from that purpose. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to be disappointed, but you should expect it, mm-hmm. especially from people, but if you have a firm belief that you're really, really doing, I think that that'll keep you always going as far as as you find your life because it's, to me what I view from it it's been hard sometimes because it's hard a lot of times because a lot of things it's something new and you have to be you have to do that to do it there's nothing that you can fall back to a lot of stuff that we're doing is it's new because our history what our people have done isn't recorded either and you've always had the Anglo version of history too and I think you need to have your history as new especially your where you see it. Not praising and saying, oh, that you got on, oh, you've gone so quick. Not something like that. But you need your history because that gives you some kind of orientation to your present. Mm-hmm. Not that you need every brown face to feel like you're a god or something, which is not what you want, but to give you a better perspective and understanding of where you're going, you need to know what was done in your past. Mm-hmm. A lot of that I know right now, is especially people are trying to get a lot of extensive research into our history. Yeah, people, you know, in the southwest part of the United States live. But a lot of that hasn't been done. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the way I see it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to leave you because I'll get carried away from it. I've enjoyed it.